your intro, the words, it's time, you mentioned a minute ago, those words made their way out. Do you plan on coming up with a catchphrase? Did you kind of just wing it once or twice and it stuck? Very good question, my friend. Um, when my brother, the great Michael Buffer, the legendary, you know, most famous announcer of all time that brought the attention to the ring announcer, was blaring his let's get ready to rumble phrase, whether it be in the boxing ring or as his, I'm his manager, as I said, and, and the multitude of other movies, TV shows, hockey, football, baseball, you name it. I've had Michael do it. He's done it himself. What happened is, is that I don't, I didn't want to be Frank Sinatra Jr. when I started announcing. I told myself that I would give myself a two to three year period to develop as an announcer, develop my own style. As most announcers back then copied my brother, I did not want to be that guy, or as I said, that Frank Sinatra Jr. type individual with all respect to him. So, with that being said, I'm very physical. I move. I don't stand still, as all announcers do, with all respect, and work on their voice, the most eloquent and best of all being Michael Buffer. I wanted to do and display my passion for what I do. And that's why if you ever see a UFC, I, do, I stand center when I start. I walk out, but I move. I sometimes am literally two feet away or more from the fighter's face as I'm roaring their name. And you don't catch that on TV, but it's, you see it live. I walk out every night proving to myself that I'm worthy of this job, as I did last Saturday at the show that I was at. And when I came out, I have to prove to myself that I'm worthy of this job. So I've, kept, I've been able to keep my passion level the same, if not growing more so, for 22 years with that attitude. And that's the way I approach it. I wasn't phrase-driven, but the it's time developed as the way I developed my businesses for the best response from clients. I developed it organically. I used to walk out and say, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to begin the ultimate fighting championship, you know, holding that for a long call. Eventually, about 15 years ago in the main event, I narrowed it down to it's time when I announced the main event. And the reason why is because every morning I wake up, I look in the mirror, you know, shaving, otherwise say it's time, meaning I want to have a great day today. And I transferred that into the octagon because the fans watching it in the arena have been there for five to six hours waiting for the main event, enjoying all the other fights. The Warriors have walked in for the main event, and now it's time. It's time for us as fans to witness what's about to happen, and it's time for the fighters who have been training for eight to ten weeks to, to put it all on the line, their blood, sweat, and tears. So to me, that was the ultimate moment. And it just developed like that. And it, honestly, it just took off. And I noticed when I was in Port, uh, Brazil in front of 20,000 Portuguese-speaking individuals back in the uh, early 2000s when we went there for the first time after we had one event there about ni 1998, the entire arena said, it's time with me, exactly when I said it and held it for as long as I said it. That was a very captivating moment for me to realize that, wow, they've, they've, they've accepted this. And now it's happening all over the world in arenas. And it's, it's the ultimate compliment. I'm, I'm so heartfelt when I hear this happen while I'm doing my work. And in terms of the biggest show you ever did, which one sticks out in your mind? My friend, I have forgotten more than I can remember. Every time I think it's the greatest show ever, like UFC 100, where if you go on YouTube, you'll see that I did that 360 move where I jumped in the air and spun 360 degrees and roared Brock Lesnar's name. To UFC 200, which was another pinnacle to the Ultimate Fighter finale when Stephen Bonner and Forrest Griffin fought to that crazy fight where 12.5 million people tuned in, which has launched the UFC like a rocket ship. There are so many events that catapult us to another level. 
And that's the beauty of doing what we do is that it's going to happen again in three months and again in three months. It's, it's very hard to pinpoint one other than to mention many that had that moment. And I know you did some boxing K1 events as well. Are those fitting to your style or are you really just naturally an MMA announcer? No, they're fitting to my style. Um, the problem with boxing is, is that as much as I love it, when I'm announcing and the way I like to move, I'm probably going to knock somebody out with an elbow with one of my whip turns that I have a tendency to do because there's so many people in the ring. The pleasure of announcing in the octagon is that it's me, the fighters, the referee, and maybe one or two commission people, and the cameramen in the ring, not you know managers and handlers and everybody trying to get some camera time supporting their fighter. In K1 actually helped me cut my teeth on my style because that was another event where it's just, again, not a million people in the ring. It's just me, the referee, and the, and the commissioners. And it allowed me to move and, 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 and understand how I like to work. I know that octagon the way a basketball player knows his half court. I know where I'm at, exactly the dimension of where I'm at in the octagon every moment I'm in there. I've been, I know it like the back of my hand after 22 years.